Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we speak to small cap executives right after they put out important news with us. We're happy to have them back again. In fact, we got three press releases to talk about, but one big one today. Rob Anson, CEO and founder, Loop Insights, trades on the TSX Venture under the stock symbol MTRX, and for our friends in the U.S., under RACMF. Uh, Rob, three big press releases. Welcome back, man. Hey, George. Happy Great. Monday to you. Great pick on the Super Bowl. You and I had a little signal uh, bet going on there, and you t- you picked the Bucks from day one. So congratulations! Yeah. No, it was a great game. Great defensive, great execution, and uh, yeah, it was a nice time yesterday for sure. Kind of kind of reminds me of Loop by the end of twenty twenty one. Be everyone will be saying the same thing. You're going to be the Tom Brady of the software world. First big press release, the one that went out today. Loop <clears throat> Insight signs four year venue management agreement through TELUS IoT Marketplace with Big White Ski Resort, one of Canada's top five ski resorts. Potential generate together 7.2 to 9.6 million new line revenue for Loop and Big White. Um, before we get into the details of that, uh, how big is it? Because I know tourism is a big part of your, uh, of your push as well, to be able to land Big White, one of the top five in Canada, talked about everywhere. Even I did my research because I'm not a skier. It's huge. What does it mean to land big white from a company standpoint? Well, I think it's um, perfect timing for many reasons. Obviously, you know, it, it goes to the third party validation of the value, you know, already with TELUS. These are the kind of deals, obviously, that they bring to the table. You know, this is this is their piece of the puzzle, if you will, uh, that brought this to us through the marketplace. Um, <clears throat> you know, when we look at Whistler, Right now, with uh, all the clusters and outbreaks, which is owned by the Vale Group, so there's a lot of good opportunities here. You know, we, we start to look at the tourism and, and the reopening. Um, obviously, with COVID, is a small part of this, but as we move towards the the you know personalized engagement and the, the testing and the rest of the stuff, it, it really goes to why I, I built this venue management platform. And you know, as I said, we had built this ahead of COVID, as you know. But when you start to look at now the puzzles, you know, the pieces of the puzzle coming together for that complete system that enables not only health and safety, but economic recovery, personalized engagement and mobile usage. Um, th- this is why TELUS was so excited about what we were doing. Most people, most of your shareholders are really happy with the job you guys are doing. But if you do ever get flack, it's from what I call the inpatient group. I don't know why they're like that. It's not just unique to you. It's other companies too. Uh, but who think, you know, it's taken too long to announce big deals. But I think this is lightning fast considering how long, you know, how, how long ago you announced the venue <clears throat> bubble. You, you tested it in a couple of venues. Obviously, Vegas was the big one where we interviewed you live from the floor. Man, how fast did it come together? Uh, and what does that say about, again, the third party validation that you guys have what all these big venues need? Yeah, I, I could care less about the impatient people, as you put it. Like, honestly, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I answer most people. Um, I'm pretty quick now on delete. Um, I, I just don't care. Like I said, I, I'm building a long-term sustainable business, and it's piece by piece. Um, it is what it is. Like I said, there's there's people that buy, there's people that sell, and. There's people that, you know, try to control these bullboards and whatnot. Um, 
with whatever. But um, like I said, for, for us, George, it is very quick. Um, you know, we are trophy hunting. This is one deal. Um, you know, we've got TELUS's national sales team. We've got the acquisition group now in full force out there. Just finish our big um, presentation with them and sales demonstrations and support and all of that. Um, so, you know, this is what gives us a lot of confidence moving forward. It's just not us. It's, uh, you know, the power of the TELUS brand, of course, that's out there selling it and bringing the credibility to the table. I mean, you know, Big White had no idea who we were. Um, yep. You know, just the direct access to the customers and network is key. Uh, and for all and that, that's what I was looking for. And for all the, uh, you know, the diehard supporters who believe in you guys, love what you guys are doing, this is finally an indication of what TELUS is capable of, right? We've got to presume that, you know, they, they were speaking to Big White. <laughs> They're speaking to a lot of Big White style size enterprises, correct? And is it, does this kind of, you know, carry that message now? Yeah, well, this was the first one, George, like I said. Um, you know, it's about traction and momentum, you know that, right? So, like I said, the, the, the hardest one's always the first one with them. Um, you know, just like BDG, you know, it got one and then there's the next one and the next one. And, and SG Retail with Steve Gray in the UK, you know, we're working on number three now with him already. Um, so, no, it's, I'm very excited about today. You know, it, 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 um, it gives us the data. It gives us a great customer to start with, um, you know, and, and, you know, I've actually had some people today tell me that this revenue is completely in, insignificant. Um, like I said, uh, good, good luck to them. Good. Tell them to go build an enterprise that brings it yeah, to one like contract said, like this. You know, um, that, that, that's why it makes me laugh, right? It's focus and execution is all I care about. So we'll carry on and do our thing and people will be happier. They want it is what it is. And, like I said, this isn't, uh, you know, a seven day, 10 day, you know, flip, if you will. Uh, this is a long-term investment and, you know, it should be, we have a lot of great shareholders that understand that. Um, it's not today where we are, it's where we finish. And I can guarantee you it uh, will be all right. So that's great. That's tucked away. It looks like if I had to guess, tell us it's a big organization, they've got the acquisition group. There's probably more coming out of them. Uh, I would be surprised if there wasn't. So let's leave that there, move on to the next one. You mentioned Steve Gray and SG Retail. That's our partners out of the UK. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read off here. Loop Insights enters into first pure e-commerce pilot with UK's leading online electronics retailer, Maplin. Uh, so that's another Steve Gray uh, SG Retail. Before we go into Maplin, because there are a lot of new people how important is this partnership with Steve Gray? You know, how, how big of a player is SG Retail in the UK as a channel partner for, for Loop? Yeah, Steve's, Steve's a iconic. He's a legend. I mean, he's been there, done that. He's seen it all, heard it all, um, and built solution stacks for, you know, the largest enterprise customers there are. So same thing, it's credibility opens doors. Um, you know, we saw with pharmacists, um, just implemented that. Now, uh, obviously, we've got Maplin here that we've already onboarded all of the data, as we said quickly. Um, you know, and we're working on a few other very large scale opportunities with Steve and his team over there. Um, and it really is exciting to me because yeah. it's very diversified and it shows the power of what we're doing, not just from, you know, Foby and our IoT device, but from our, our, our cloud. You know, the Maplin is, there's no Foby. I mean, I. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. It's pure e commerce. Yes. 
yeah, I mean, I had hundreds and hundreds of emails. Oh, what is this going to cost with phobies? And there is no phobie. This is pure data ingestion and pure machine learning and AI algorithms um, to be able to give them, you know, understanding of all their supply chain and inventory management and their marketing and the rest of it. So this is pure software. And, um, you know, this sets us up nicely as we announced previously some of our Shopify integrations and projects that we've been working on in the background. This, this is a very big step for us now to be on the table with UK's largest electronic chain. I mean, they resemble much of a Best Buy. They've had hundreds of stores. They've now transitioned to consolidate into pure e-commerce. Um, and we're starting to see this a lot. We get a lot of requests now of groups that are looking to transition. And of course, now you've got multiple different silos of data. How do we you know, connect that all into one-time application? Um, so there's a lot of good stuff that uh, comes from this. Was pure e-commerce on the table before? Because I don't think, I don't recall you and I ever speaking about pure e-commerce. I guess we always pictured it as, you know, traditional retail bricks and mortar that needed to port their people into their e-commerce. If How big of an opportunity is this? Now, obviously, e-commerce sites is, is global. It's, there are millions of them. How big of an opportunity does, it, does this open up if you guys land this Maplin and get it done right and you move from, you move from pilot into actual customer implementation. Yeah, no, no, for, for sure. There's a lot that, um, you know, in the press release if you read with their brands, the brand component is very big here with Samsung and, and Sony and Panasonic right. and others that uh, they've already brought to the table. So I'm, I'm very excited about it because like I said, George, um, for me, it's all about the power of the real-time data. Um, that's, that's where everyone gets excited. Right, it's being able to activate promotions, campaign, corporate messaging, you know, in, in real time. And with our loop data segmentation capabilities, being able to provide that omni-channel personalized experience across all channels in mobile commerce, e-commerce, or in store, that's really what uh, Steve's selling, and that's why we're starting to capture this uh, interest from many players uh, in UK and Europe. Well, you promised that 2021 was going to be the company's biggest year ever. And I mean, you've already had multiple announcements. Now these announcements here, it, it looks like you're starting to really follow through on that. You've got two big pilots that are, your first big pilot you ever announced was your CBD store. And you guys, you know, it was a pilot and then you closed it. It went from 20 stores to 550 plus, And I think there's still some implementation going on uh, this quarter, next quarter. What do the pilot times look like for pharmacists? Because that's potentially 12,000 locations. Uh, yep. And and uh, and obviously Maplin is early, but are those you know going to be 90-day pilots? Is that what you guys yep. are assuming there? That's what we shoot for. That gives us enough data uh, to build into our portal, of course. Gives us time to be able to action some of these campaigns with their um, marketing and advertising agencies that they work with. So, yeah, for, for us, we always push 60, 90 days because you need to truly capture enough data, right? To be able to make a difference, to train the machine, if you will. Um, so that's typically what we push for Georgia. Is it too early to kind of ask how pharmacist is going? Cause Maplin is pretty new, but it, or is it, or you just got to wait till the end of the pilot and see all the data at that point. They're, they're all the same. I mean, the hook, if you will, um, is what we set up in the beginning enables us to ingest all the data uh, pharmacist was a phobie implementation. So hardware has been shipped, hardware has been installed, data lakes already structured. We're ingesting all of the data now. Um, 
and that's now it's just a matter of consuming and then building our marketing strategies off that with their CPG partners. Um, there's a lot of tech involved here. Um, before I go to the reopen Vancouver, there's a ton of tech. Your new, your new CTO, I mean, you guys were already a fantastic tech shop to begin with. What you guys built, what you created, the partnerships all came before your new CTO. But what, why did you have to bring in this new CTO who, from, who comes from MTT Data? So I'd like to know, you know, why was it necessary at this point? You know, what are you seeing that, that necessitates someone like uh, this CTO? And what does it say to potential customers and partners down the road you know, if George Com says, "Hey, I'd love to have you in ten thousand of my locations, but I don't know if you guys can deliver." Rob, you know, does it does it provide even more assurance to have this kind of a new CTO on board? Yeah, it does, and it gives a lot of um, you know. I have a lot of great respect for Casey, who was our previous CTO and got us to this point. He's the one who actually came to us and said, "Hey, I think you know now that we're at this level." Um, and we got so many moving parts. I mean, Casey's a young man, he's 25 years old. Um, you know, so what he's done is quite remarkable to get us here. Um, you know, to your point, it, it's, it's now, as we said, focus on execution. It's about credibility. You know, that's the first thing these large groups look at is, you know, uh, when we are at 10 cents, that was the hardest thing because, you know, Rob, we love the technology you know, we love your vision, where you're going with this. We want to do this, but we see you're a brand new company with, you know, a small market cap um, and little money in the till. Um, there's a lot of risk and exposure there, right? So now that, of course, you know, we're in a good position financially and uh, market cap wise, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, as we change to Mark, uh, our new C uh, CFO, um, it's all part, you know, very important pieces of the puzzle about growth and expansion and global scale. Um, global scale is a very challenging thing. Um, and that's exactly what we're positioned now for. So having Tamer come on board, it brings a great deal of credibility, obviously through MTT and that uh, helps us tremendously with what we're working on with them. And I'm presuming NTT data gave you their blessing on this, it wasn't like you went and poached, poached them or anything like that. But uh, you know, how how did how did they you know bless that that new addition to the team? Well, I mean, Tamer has a very very good great relationship, right? I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic guy. What always impresses me with you know kind of reaffirms my my instincts and when I hire these people is you know when they post on their LinkedIn, um, you, you see what kind of respect people have. You know, and I mean, there's hundreds, hundreds of people that uh, best wishes, all the best. And, you know, I, I had, I don't know, 75, 80, perhaps people message me on LinkedIn telling me what a tremendous hire that was. And now they're following the loop story. To, you know, it's uh, it's the same thing with Danny's Pitaro as well. Um, you know, it's it's I take a lot of pride in our family here at Loop. And um, it, it's great to see the, the credible people now that are you know have confidence to come here right that's you know they yeah, got a big yeah. cushy job at a huge company no risk in life and they're excited to come to loop so that's uh i think it says a lot about where we're headed and what we're doing and last but not least so more the you know more the vision blue sky dreaming side is 
your reopen Vancouver. So I'm going to read that headline. Loop Insights and Empowered Clinics establish reopen Vancouver, a coalition to deploy proven health and data infrastructure in response to COVID-19 to help rebuild Vancouver's tourism, travel, hospitality industries. How big of a problem, first of all, are you solving? How many billions of dollars is this is, is tourism worth to you know Vancouver and British Columbia? And second of all, you know, even for you guys, Rob, devil's advocate, that's this a pretty big fish to try and land, uh, you know, or a big, pretty big problem to try and solve. How does, you know, how does the plan look for reopen Vancouver? You know, it's just not Vancouver. I mean, that's where we started because we've been asked to, you know, um, take part um, in many boards and roundtable conversations now as a result of our experiences in the U.S., um, you know, this isn't an anti-government thing, you know, this is something that we are collaborating now to support, um, you know, the Arrive Can app and the exposure notification piece. This is more of a top layer software play as well, as we are a data company. This is all about interoperable data points and connectivity and application with our digital wallet. Um, so there's some, some pretty interesting projects that we've been in, invited into that uh, we'll, we'll announce here in the next bit. But um, it, it, it's a great opportunity because the one thing is, as I said, if you go back you know, many, many months ago, George, I, I built this for economic recovery as a transformative solution to slowly, safely reopen commerce. You know, We can't shut down and then all of a sudden think that COVID's gonna go away. Obviously we've seen in the government releases here the last week, over the vaccination challenges now that we're facing with, yeah. uh, I'll say mismanagement. Um, you know, it's it's not going away. Um, here in, in Vancouver, the transport minister, they just announced that they're closing. Well, they're they're against opening the, the cruise ships for 2021. So, you know- Yeah, this, federal government said April, 2022 yeah. before you see cruise ships, but can you guys yeah. change that if you come with- Well, that's, that's just it. I mean, it's kind of the left the door open. If we have a, you know, a safe and data-driven you know, uh, process put in place, we're open to looking at that. And that's, that's really what we're building now with key industry stakeholders in the tourism, the transportation, the hospitality. Uh, the airlines, the cruise ships, the borders, uh, border agency with CBA uh, and U.S. Homeland Security and Department of Transportation. So there, there's a lot uh, of interesting pieces here, but, you know, I understand, too, that it gives us uh, organic business development into other verticals and sectors. So a bit of a method behind my madness, but it's um, really here. It's about taking what the government's done to date and giving them confidence in a public message that there is ability and there is thought going into how do we reopen and this is something that we've been approached by several provinces i'm not sure if you saw on the weekend but we had a big feature in one of the toronto papers that i saw was yep, brought the toronto to post gazette article i want to bring that up with uh simpson there mm -hmm. who said you this 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 could be a fantastic solution for 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 travel yeah i had a lot of mps in ontario reach out directly on, on linkedin um from that and there's a, a lot of things in Quebec that have come in the last week as well that uh, we're looking at uh, assisting. So it's um, it's a challenge and it's just reality, right? So I would say if you argue with reality, you're going to be wrong 100% of the time. And the reality is right now we're, we're in a very difficult situation as a nation. 
um, you know, there's very limited, you know, um, upside, if you will, in the near term with vaccines, as we see. Um, and this is, like you said, like 9-11 changed security with airport travel. Um, the digital wallet and digital ID is, is something we'll be talking about for years to come. Yeah, for, forever. And Rob, is it safe to presume that I think when I was uh, you know, gauging the temperature between November and January, it seemed as if governments, everyone had kind of put their guard down, breathing a sigh of relief, vaccines are coming, we're going to be okay. Now it seems like they've supercharged right up and saying, holy moly, we could lose an entire travel an entire travel year, a tourism dollars, we better get salute. Is that, is there that sense of urgency now where guys, where, where governments are saying, we need to do something, we can't wait any longer. We cannot take the chance that vaccines might end, end up solving this. And is that a good business catalyst for Loop at the end of the day? I mean, I know you want to yeah, help, but at the same it, time, it, you're, here to, you're here to create value for shareholders. It, it is for sure. And, you know, it's, I mean, to that point, I mean, government runs on tax. So, I mean, the, the deficit coming from this is diabolical, right? You know, we need to reopen. They know that. Um, of course, everyone's scared to take the first step. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to hold their hand and support them on this reopening um, and, and provide that public-facing message that th there is hope, first and foremost. Um, you know, I, I can speak here in Vancouver you know, we're, we're down in the financial district and it's a ghost town, absolute ghost town. I mean, you've got commercial buildings that are empty. Um, you've got restaurants and little boutique shops that are closing every day. Um, you know, a lot of the sentiment and people that I speak to at the coffee shops and that is we're just two blocks from Canada Place and the cruise terminal. Um, they were all waiting on this message and they were absolutely devastated last week when they heard that. So, I mean, you know, it's uh, Vancouver is a big, bright, vibrant city um, that's turning into a ghost town, which is, you know, people just don't understand the economic impact of COVID yet. And do you, uh, do you ever worry about the size of the problem you're trying to solve? Uh, this is, a, this is a, a, a major problem. If you solve it, a monster reward, I'm presuming, because this is this is we're talking about major money now. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, to that point, though, George, um, there's not going to be one solution here, right? Is the way I'm approaching this is I don't care what, you know, you know, you're using face drive or trace safe or 10.3 or some of these other contact tracing solutions. You've got, you know, all of these temperature solutions that are out there and booking reservation systems. And, you know, there's, there's so many silos. We're, we're, we're just simply connecting them all and putting it into our wallet, right? So there's gonna be hundreds of solutions that are interoperable and work as one, right? That's the way I'm positioning. This isn't Loop and Rob and, you know, the big Loop Capon and we're gonna save the day. This is about us sitting on top and connecting all these pieces to the puzzle. Uh, that's gonna enable the safe reopening. Rob, good luck with that one. That's kind of like the blue sky, you know, uh, could be a great um, example of what you guys are capable of, but. Big Sky and uh, sorry, Big White and Maplin and Pharmacist are already showing us what you're capable of. So, you know, congratulations on what you've done. You put up, I'm going to leave you with this last word to you. You put up something interesting on a Gorecom last night, which is uh, to the effect of sometimes it's just better. Sometimes the best response is just to be silent. Um, last word to you and maybe you want to flesh that out a little bit. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of noise. Um, 
you know, which is good. Nobody knew who we were. Now you got the haters and bashers and, you know, I get, as you can imagine, hundreds of people a day right now <laughs> emailing me and then giving me shit for not responding to them, part of my language. But, um, you know, I do the best I can. And right now I'm just pure focused on execution. We have so many projects and implementations and stuff in the, in the pipeline. At the end of the day, uh, that's what my focus is. And like I said, I'll, I'll do my best when I can to get back to everyone as I try to do. But um, no, right now I'm, I'm head down and focused. And a reminder to everyone at home, look, guys, uh, I'm assuming as shareholders, you want Rob and his team running the company. You want him on as many Zoom demos, as many closing uh, conference calls as possible. So post your questions to the Loop Verified Forum on Agoracom. Simple as that. Everyone sees the question. Everyone's going to see the, see the answer. Loop and the guys can provide your answers there. One to many versus one to one, inefficient, wasting Rob's time. So take advantage of that and help the company. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. You know what to do next. If you're new, do your due diligence, get to Agoracom, look up the, the Loop Insights Hub, take a look at the profile page, all the information we have there. I think the best due diligence you can do, though, is get to the broadcast center and watch the interviews we've done with Rob over the last six months. Trust me, watch them or go on a long walk, long drive, listen to them. Uh, to really understand the power where the company's going. And of course, make sure from there, from Agoracom, link over to the Loop Insights website uh, to get do your final due diligence. Hopefully you discovered your next great small cap tech company. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.